Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Father, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you for all these moms that are standing, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We call them blessed. We call them anointed and appointed for such a time as this. Lord, we just thank you, Lord God. Oh, that today's a new day for them, Lord Jesus, and we just thank you for it. What a privilege and honor it is to be able to lift up and honor these moms today, Lord. We just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And now I'll release the youth. Thank you all for that video. You know, yes. My mom made, she's, in, she's with the Lord now, and, uh, but my mom made sure that we always went to church, always went to church. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was a denominational church, and it uh, wasn't until I was a teenager that we came here, and we got, well, we actually went to a camp, had my eye on you-know-who, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, I got him. But anyway, uh, we, we were invited to a youth camp because uh, my twin sister and I used to hang out with his, his nieces and uh, they invited us to youth camp. We got saved and, filled, saved and filled with the Holy Ghost at the youth camp. So it does my heart good to see young people come to church. And you know, it's like Pastor Ronnie said, they don't have a, a, a little Holy Ghost, little Holy Spirit. Spirit and God lives big with them when they accept him. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to be, we need to be speaking our words, what God says over them. Amen? Are y'all ready for this? Yeah. I'm telling you. I've been, I, I, uh, you know, it's exciting when God tells you to do something. Oh, my goodness, it's so exciting. But then when it comes to implementing it, not so much. So we're in the not so much, but I still love you, okay? Okay, so just bear with me. But we're going to be talking about framing your world. We just sang that song, uh, I am who he says I am. You know, we were all created in the image and likeness of God. We were all created like that. We are his framework. You know, Hebrews tells us that through faith we know that he framed the worlds. We're part of that world that he's framed. We're the frame. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this because, well, let's just go there and read that because there's several things that the Lord gave me because my heart was, what do they need to hear? I already know what God needs, is telling me to hear. And this is part of it, okay? But I'm just telling you. So Hebrews 11:1 1 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Some like Nita said, if you think you've arrived, whew, you're in trouble. You're in trouble because we're growing into him. Glory to glory, he's changing me. But we have to allow him to change us, and we have to line up with that change. You know, uh, years ago during a, a lady's message, and, and I've gotten some rip, riff, 
riff. I don't know. There's a new word, riff. I don't know what that means. But I got some hassle on this. But the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, through me, and he said, I am that I am because he is the I am that I am. So in, in 2 Timothy, it tells us to hold, hold, uh, uh, the, the, uh, hold firm the form of sound words. What are the form of sound? What are sound words? It's saying what God says you are. I am healed. I am whole. I am made in the likeness of image of him. I am not a mistake. No matter how you got here, God loves you. You know, I shared this with the ladies a couple of weeks ago or last weekend, that, you know, in Judges chapter 11, this was fascinating. You know, if you read the Bible, you could get fascinated. Some awful good stuff in there. But anyway, that this, this, um, this mighty man of valor, he was a mighty man of valor, but... Uh, the modern English message, uh, modern English version puts it this way. He was the son of a prostitute. King James says harlot. And you know what happened to him? They kicked him out. We want nothing to do with you because, you know, it's not the baby's fault. So it didn't matter how you got here. What matters is do you know the father? What, what do you know the father? Well, these self-righteous people were fixed to the battle. The enemy come against them. So what did they do? The very ones that kicked him out went to that mighty man of valor. And he said, will you, will you lead our battle? Uh, uh, you, you know I'm the one that you kicked me out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know I'm still that one, the son of a prostitute. But yet you want me to lead the war, lead the battle. Yeah. You know, that's sometimes our attitude. Yeah. Forget what I said because I need something. Yeah. So he said, I will lead that battle. But if I lead that battle and we win, I'll be your ruler. Okay. See, it doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is what God says about you. And we've all been framed in him. And we need to say what he says regardless of what we feel like. Regardless of what people say. Like, you know, I, I, I like that song where we said, in my father's house there's a place for me. You know, the prodigal son came to the end of his self. The Bible teaches us he came to the end of his self. And his father saw him afar off. And as his father saw him afar off, he ran to him. Now, we know through that, that scripture, and this is a little bit off, but just go with me, okay? Because I'm going there anyway, right? So anyway, so uh, he, um, the son, after he spent all his inheritance and lived like the world, he uh, ended up uh, feeding swine, which was an absolute no-no. Not only that, he ended up eating with them. But when his father, he came to himself and said, the, the hirelings and the servants in my father's house, they've got food. I can come go be a servant. What did he do? He humbled himself. He blew it. All of us have blown it some, in some form or another. But his father, the Bible says that his father saw him afar off. Do you know why he saw him afar off? Because he kept looking for him. 
He kept looking for him. And what did his father do? He ran to him and embraced him. You do know he stunk, don't you? <laughs> he had, he was living with the swine. Well, there, oh, there is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but when Pastor Ronnie's out there been working and mowing the yard, I appreciate him from afar, okay? <laughs> you know, do you want to kiss me? No. I'll take a rain check on that, please. You know, but here the father, he embraced him. And this is what he said, my son that was once dead is now alive. So it doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is that the Father has open arms for you. You know, he has open arms for you. And let me tell you something. Uh, I just hate saying this, but my, my, uh, both my mother-in-law and my mother are in the presence of the Lord. And uh, they, were, they were just beautiful people. And it doesn't matter if yours was beautiful or not. If you've made mistakes, I'm not giving you back the mic, Anita. Uh, you know, uh, you know. What does God say about you? He says, come to me. I've already framed you. I've made you. So we've got to understand what he's talking about, what he wants when he says frame. Uh, you know, so... Me talking about framing, that's why we have those, those blank frames around the pictures. See, we've been framed, but the canvas, the portrait, hasn't yet been manifested. Now, do you know what? When God sees this frame, you know what he sees? Completeness. He sees you in the image that you were created in him. He sees all your imperfections. But what's beautiful is he sees past them. He sees a perfect thing. I wanted to show you all this. This, was, this will, will help you. It doesn't matter how many, and I don't, haven't been into most of y'all, well, very few of you peoples I've been in their house. So it doesn't matter how many scriptures you have all over the wall, how much you say it, but you got to activate it. You know, I, I bought this picture. Can you see it? It says... It says, our faith can move mountains. Don't you like that? I thought, man, I need to have that. You want to you hear something interesting? Pastor Ronnie and my faith can move mountains, but this picture, we don't have faith to hang this picture. <laughs> really? Our faith, let's get back to the faith. Our faith can move mountains. Now, I want to share something with y'all. And uh, if you will, turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Don't you just love him? And, and let me read this part of this uh, that I quoted earlier and I messed it up first uh, 2 Timothy 2.13 said hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus we got to hold forth those words of sound, those sound words we got we to gotta say what God says no matter if we don't feel it no matter if we don't see it but the seed it needs to be planted in, for, in order for it to bring about a harvest in Proverbs chapter 4, 
This is a scripture that the Lord gave me that we need to look at. And, and I'll start reading 23, but we'll go back to this. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of, the, out of it, the, the heart, are the issues of life. Or, it, you could say it, out of your heart is the boundaries, is the boundaries of your life. And what we need, how many ever have, have kids, have you ever seen them when they start to first uh, uh, color how they get out of line? But you know what, you're so proud. Uh, my youngest son, he's 30-something, closer to 40 than he is 30. And uh, every once in a while, he comes across something of a, of a paper I've had since they were kids. And it's not just his paper, it's everybody else's paper too, all the kids. Why do you still have that? Because you colored it. <laughs> no, it doesn't look pretty, but you colored it. You know what? God is good to us. And he formed you and he made you. And he tells us that we need to guard our hearts. I realize some here may not have, the, have had the best mom. And I'm sorry about that. But you do have the best father, God. If you will accept him and, and, and trust him, you know, because even though we're all made in the likenesses and image of God, there might be a void in the middle if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior. And you can do that. Just simply believe what he's done for you. That What did he do for me? He took all my sins. What did he do with them? He took them to the cross. He rose the third day. He even went to hell for us. Why? Because he loved us so that we can rise with him and he can fill that void that's in our heart. So I want to give you a little uh, illustration that perhaps there, and, and this, this one has some, happens to be a frame with a hole in it. It's a round frame, but you know, you might feel like your frame is cracked. Well, it's still useful. Let's get it fixed. Now, how many of you ever have put a puzzle together? How many of you actually enjoy it? Okay. Well, there's some here. I, you know, when the kids were real little, my grandkids were real little, I'd get those little bitty ones that have big pieces, and I, they were amazed how fast I could put those together. And uh, <laughs> it worked for a while, okay? But how many of you ever feel that your life is, nothing seems to be going together for you? Nothing seems to be working for you. You know, my mother was a, uh, I'd call her the master of patience when it came to put a puzzle together. She'd get those big $3,000, $3,000 one. No, not that big. But uh, those 3,000 pieces, I don't know, do they make 5,000? Because she'd get the big ones. And you know what? She would never look at the picture once she bought it. Wow, well, we're not going to go there, Mom. Okay, but so here, here we're going to be talking about in, in, did you read, did I read, yes, I did. Uh, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues, the boundaries of life. Your life, my life is framed by the boundaries that are coming within our lives. We can either expand our horizon, so to speak, or we can bring it back. And we need to understand that. Now, let me explain for those of you who don't, and, and if you do your puzzle different, that's fine. But 
for those of you who don't put your puzzle together, the best way to do that is to get your puzzle and to dump it all out. All of it. Dump all of it out. Don't leave any in the box. That's crazy. Leave it all out. You know what? God tells us to come clean. Get it all out. And you know something else we have to do when we, when we have to put that puzzle together? What the best thing to do is to flip every piece of that puzzle over. No hiding anything back. And have you ever got a piece of puzzle and you see it and, oh, I know that one fits there. And you mash it in and somehow it doesn't work. You know, I, if I lose patience with my grandkids, Mimi, Mimi, that's not the piece. Well, it looked like it. <laughs> it's not the piece. See, our Heavenly Fathers know all the pieces that come together within that frame that will cause us to be complete, that would cause us to be whole. See, the frame has already, but you know, some of us, we have cracks in our frames. How many of you ever felt like you're all cracked up? <laughs> Few of you. Okay, well, we're talking, but you know what? God can do that. But he, he doesn't want you to come to him in perfected form. He wants to come in, in a, a genuine, humble heart to find out, Lord, you need to fix me. You've got the answer. See, when me and the girls, it's, it's usually been Matthew's girls. If I have them, I'm trying to occupy time, and so we, put, we get a puzzle. And, and, and we're, we're putting it together. They, they want to start the puzzle. No, 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 let's... let's Flip everything over. You know, have you ever felt like when you come to God, every time you come to God, he tells you something you've done wrong? Few of us. And you know what? What we want to do is, well, you know, I've gone to God about, you know, and uh, <laughs> when I've gone to the Lord about him, he starts dealing with me about me. And I'm like, God, you're not listening. This is not about me. This is about him. <laughs> have you ever felt like that? You know, you know. Have you ever took? Have you ever brought your kids to the Lord, and then He starts telling you about what you need to do different? No, 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 no. It's not about me. Mostly, I want to say it is about me, but in certain cases, I say it's not about me. But you know what? God wants us to know what we can do to make things come together. And one of the things is not giving up, quitting, lose heart, forget it, this will never happen. See, because sometimes we did make this puzzle together, me and the girls, and um, it looks beautiful, you know. But right in here, it, everything starts running together. You know, when life starts getting complicated... Don't give up. The masterpiece is coming together. The masterpiece is coming together. And so, so, you know, we might have to change our focus on something else. Now, like I said, unlike my mother, she never referred to the box again. Never. Never. She put that puzzle together little by little. She put it together until it was all together. But as Christians, when we began to flip 
when we have everything flipped and maybe we have the border, but the picture is just not coming together, refer to the picture. Refer to the word. Because the picture's already there. We just got to lay hold of it in the spirit. Now, we're going to read this out of the, oh, the Passion and the King James. Because here in, in Mark chapter 4, he, does, he tells us how to, uh, how to guard our hearts. You know, some of us are bitter. And some of us, now I'm going to say this, some of us have never ever been accepted into the family. Have you ever felt like you were the outsider of your family? Have you ever felt like, you know, nobody cares about you? You know, the prodigal son, his father cared about him. And you know what his father's son, his father did? He kept looking. He kept saying what his father, his father said about his son. We got to say what God says, not, oh, my God, they're little brats. Oh, my, oh, these teenage years, God, take me now. No, you need to be here. And for y'all that have adult kids, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. It's never too late. I say this every year, and I'm going to pick on him again. One time we were getting ready for church when, when, when Matthew was little. He's our youngest. He seemed to get by with a lot growing up, so I've heard. So uh, I take this opportunity to pick on him, make brownie points. Anyway, sugar-free. But uh, uh, anyway, so uh, we were getting ready for, for, for church. Hurry up, hurry up, go get ready, go get ready. And then when it's time almost for his leave, Weren't you listening? You're not even ready. He said, I heard you, but I wasn't paying attention. How many of you hearing what the Father's saying, but you're not paying attention? You're too busy saying, we're not here about me right now. <coughs> you know, I always thought for you, I, I'm a, I'm a uh, I was going to say a child. Well, I am. I, I got, there's four of us. I got an older brother, an older sister, and then an older twin sister by five minutes. And uh, I always thought out of all of them that I gave mom the less trouble. Mom and dad, I gave them the less trouble. But here was the problem. I was looking through my own eyes. I never asked mom. I did wise up on that. Don't ask. <laughs> But you know, when we need to come to the Father and find out what he's saying about each and every one of us so that we can get all those puzzle pieces together. Because when, when the Father looks down at you, he sees completeness. He sees the whole thing. It's been bought, it's been paid for, it's been purchased by his precious blood, and he sees you whole when you complete. Nothing missing, nothing broken on the inside of you. So let's see, what, let's see what this says here. It says, uh, I'll just go ahead and read it out of uh, the Passion Translation, verse 20 out of Proverbs 4. It says, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. 
We need to hear what the Father has to say to us. We need to hear what the Word is saying to us, about us, and what He wants to say through us. And not only what He wants to say through us, but what He wants to do through us. No parent that is right, whether they're in the world or are a Christian, no parent wants to see their child suffer. No parent wants to see their child hurt. No parent wants to see their child do without. That's the father's heart. God doesn't want you to do without, but he wants you to, to listen up carefully to what the Father's saying and then speak what the Father says. You know, I've told my kids, if you don't want to go somewhere and you don't want to uh, uh, be around somebody and you don't know what to say, you tell them, Mom said no. <laughs> and I'll back them up. Why is that? Because, because sometimes our children don't know how to say something different. Sometimes we ourselves don't know what to say, so we go along with the flow and we wonder how we got down at the wrong end of the river. See, we need to listen to what God is saying, pay attention to what he said, and, and, and know that when he tells you something, this, this, you've, we've got to learn this. When, when the Father tells us something, no matter how it feels, no matter what it looks like, it is always two things. Out of love, whether it's correction, redirection, it's always out of love, and it is always, always for our good. Always. Why? Because it's based on his love. He, he, he doesn't love us until we mess up. His love is unconditional. His love, that's why we need, to, we need to thank God that we have Jesus. If you've accepted him into your heart, that we have that love within us. And it helps to frame our world. When we do and say what he says, the pieces begin to come together. Okay, let's go on. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. He's telling us, listen carefully, pay attention. And he said, now, fill your thoughts with my words until they uh, penetrate deep into your spirit. What is he saying here? Until you see the image on the inside of you. You know, we can hear what the image says. We can hear whatever people, other people say. But sometimes we think, yeah, that's for everybody else. No, it's not. It's for us. And we need to refer to the, the image always. How do we refer to the image? By reading it, by saying it, by letting our thoughts meditate on it so that it gets on the image, the image gets on the inside of us. Because when he sees you and he sees me, he sees a finished individual. He sees us completing him. Let's go on. Then as you unwrap my words, <clears throat> they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. When you unwrap 
my words, when you flip over that one piece of puzzle, when you bring that to God and he says, oh man, you knew better than that. And you bring it to God and you say, Lord, I knew better than that. Lord, I thank you that you forgive me. I thank you that you cleanse me. I thank you that you show me how I can make this right. You know, sometimes we get on the wrong path. And, you know, how many of, have G- how many of you have GPS in your car? Well, the other day I had, a, had a, one of Anita's, well, her youngest, grand, her youngest daughter, which was my granddaughter with me, Friday night. And, and we were going to try this barbecue place. Well, I was just going to go pick it up. And uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm thinking Pastor Ronnie's learned a lesson after I spent what I did because, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Oh. Anyway, uh, but uh, my, my, I called my brother-in-law, and he gave me the directions. He sent it to me. Well, her and I, I was driving, so her and I messed up. So I went way, way past. I just passed it up. He said it was way out there, but it was way, way out there. So finally, she couldn't get it. I couldn't get it because well, I was driving. So I pulled over into a gas station, and then I, what I did was I pulled up the address, and I put it in. Well, we had to go halfway back. We had really just doubled our time, but we went all the way back. Sometimes we do, for whatever reason, we hear wrong, or we just get off on the wrong path, or somebody hurt our feelings, or somebody got what we were praying for. You know, God's got plenty. And you know what? What We just get off on the wrong path, a wrong thought, and we kind of just... Play that thought out in our mind. God didn't want that. That's when we come back and bring it to him. Because we ourselves cannot carry the load that the enemy, that our own personal flesh, or that others are trying to unload on us. Say, I'm not a trash can. Well, don't put up with it then. You know, we have trash cans and we clean them, but they're still trash cans. I'm not willing to eat out of them. I don't know where that came from, but there it is. Okay. Somebody needs to know. We're not trash cans, cleaned up or not. Okay. So above, he said, he said, get this. When you unwrap my word, it's going to bring health. It's going to bring life, divine life, radiant life to the very core of your being. You know, there are a lot of tricks of the enemy, and he wants, he wants to... Hold things over our head. You know, the Bible does tell us to pray for our enemies. We pray for our enemies. God, get them. (laughs) I'm fulfilling the scripture, right? That's not what he means. So how do you pray for something? How do you pray for your child? How do you pray for your spouse? How do you pray for your loved one? You pray that they don't yield to that spirit of the enemy that has been trying to influence them. You come against that spirit of influence that's not of God. And you take authority over it in the spirit. Now, don't, don't do this. A lot of people think that you have to go lay hands. You know, Don't lay hands on them. More, 
is caught in the spirit. And what I mean by don't lay hands on them, you know, they think, I gotta go cast that devil out. You're gonna release a devil you ain't seen before. How many ever done that? You know, tried to do that to me one time. Well, I had more demons than I ever thought I had. I don't know if you remember that. You don't remember that? Well, forget it. brought that up in years and y'all didn't hear anything okay (laughs) but what I'm saying is we've got to get with God and you know oh man every time I go to start praying oh that's worse well God's working on them and you know what else he's working on you let him work let him work let him begin to put the pieces together I don't know how many of you that like to put pizzas puzzles together have ever gotten frustrated. I want to see hands because y'all, okay, we're in the same household. You know, it's frustrating sometimes when God begins to deal with you. You don't want to hear what he has to say. You certainly don't want to accept that he's talking about you. You know, I'm going to give God everything but this. You know that but this one thing is what's holding us back. Because we've got to all lay it at the cross. We've got to lay it there. And then, and then when we turn around and walk off, leave it there. Don't pick it up. So refer to the word of God often. Let me hurry. I don't, okay, let me hurry. Uh, so above all, say above all, guard the affections of your heart. Why? For they affect all that you are. See, what you and I are allowing in through what we say, through what we think, gets into our hearts, and then the actions come forth from the heart. It, it's the boundaries. You know, when you guard something, you know, I want, I want it, when you guard something, you don't want anybody touching it. Am I right? You, you, you want, no, 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 no. You know, we... This is not the best scenario. But we've been, we, these are so pretty. We've, we've been given pretty things, and it's like, we can't eat that. <laughs> Why? Because it's so pretty. And, you know, I've, I've gotten things before, and, and, and lo and behold, I've kept it because it's pretty. I, I'll eat it when the right time. And somebody comes and eats parts of it. <laughs> Well, how rude is that? I love you. We're going to change the focus of you forgetting that little demon that came out or that many. <laughs> learn to laugh at yourself. And, and learn just to learn to laugh because you, you have to. Life can be so hard that you will actually literally crumble under it. The Bible teaches us a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Quit allowing the negative thoughts go through your mind and then we play out this scenario. What about playing out the scenario where we see what God sees? We see the picture, whatever, the picture of who we really are in him. 
I, I just noticed the dust on this, but weren't we created out of that? But anyway, <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, but I was just like, oh, you, oops, whoops. A little late now, but anyway. But you know, God sees us complete. God sees us complete. You know, we've been bound by the boundaries that we've allowed in our heart. The things that we've allowed to come in there. And uh, my kids are never going to make it. I'm never going to make it. Oh, my gosh, I'm not worthy. You know, uh, I've, I've brought this up in uh, of the Bible study a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this, when the centurion man... <clears throat> and and there's, uh, it's in the Gospels, and there's two different stories of it, of the same story, but two different aspects of it. But uh, he sent for Jesus to come and heal his, his servant. His servant was near death. And he sent for Jesus to come and heal his servant. And, and as Jesus was going, the centurion, he was, being that he was a ruler over 100 people, when he sent for Jesus and Jesus was coming his way, he said, no, don't come. I'm not worthy for you to be under my roof. I'm not worthy. But speak the word only. He knew the authority of the spoken word that Jesus would speak healing to his servant and his servant would be healed. So it doesn't matter if you don't think you're worthy because God said you are worthy. Another account of that same story is that he sent the elders to summon for Jesus to come. And when he did, the elders come to him and said, Oh, Jesus, this man is worthy for you to come. He loves, uh, he loves this nation. And he built us a synagogue. He, he wasn't even with the covenant of God. And you know what Jesus said? Jesus was headed for him. So what happened here? The, he didn't think he was worthy for Jesus to even come. The elders thought he was worthy for Jesus to come. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The prodigal son, the brother got mad because the, the, uh, the prodigal son, the one that went out and lived in the world, he came and his father embraced him and had a party. In other words, the brother didn't count him worthy. So it doesn't matter if you don't feel worthy or if you don't think you're worthy or it doesn't matter if others think you're worthy. What matters is the Father. He says you're worthy. He says you're complete. I see you finished. I see you whole. I see what I've called you to be. You were created in my likeness and image. Now, get the puzzle pieces. And when I tell you that one's not fitting there, then you, you act accordingly. See, God loves us. So here, let's go on real quick. So above all, guard your heart. Don't be worried about those that say you're not worthy. Don't be worried about, oh, am I worthy? Know who is worthy. He's worthy. And through him, it's made us worthy. 
Worthy to what? Worthy to exchange our baggage for his good, for what he's got for us. Not only for us, for our children, for our loved ones, for us. So he said to guard it. Uh, for they affect all that you are. You don't realize it, but the things that you've allowed inside you are affecting you. Pay attention of the, of the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. What is on the inside of you? What is going on on the inside of you in your thoughts? And, 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 and what do you think other people think? You know, have you, you've heard the thing, you know, what other people think about you, they're not really thinking about you. You waste your time thinking what they think, and you can't tell what they think. Well, I saw the look on their face. They were looking right past you. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been talking, I talk to Pastor Ronnie sometimes, and he gives different face looks. <laughs> and, and, and we'll be driving down the road, and I'm saying something to him, and all of a sudden he gets his, and I'm like, well, what is that supposed to mean? Why are you looking that way? I'm not even, well, what happened was he stopped listening to me and his thoughts. Either that or you have that thing in his ear and somebody else is talking to him. <laughs> is somebody else in your ear? Let's go on. Okay. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. Don't act like you're somebody when you're not. But know who you are in Christ. Be genuine with him. Because he knows. He knows. Be free from using perverse words no matter what. Let me tell you what perverse words are. If you've, been, if you've been out into the world, you know what perverse words are. But if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, you've been in the church, you've been raised in the church, you may not know what perverse words are. So I'm going to give you an indication of what perverse words are. You know what perverse words are? Anybody want to know what perverse words are? It's saying anything different than what the word said. I'm never going to make it. All oh, these pieces will never come together. You know, they left something out here. <laughs> Have you ever thought that? I mean, we go, when, when, when we can't get it together, we go searching on the floor. We go searching in an empty box. We're looking, and then we have to sit back and say, wait a minute. We can do this. We can do this. Don't, don't allow the enemy to come in and tell you from where you came from, you're nothing. It doesn't matter, like I said, where you came from. What matters is who you belong to. And if you've accepted Jesus, you belong to him. And he will begin to put the puzzles together. See what God sees. And allow what God says about you to enter into your heart. And I'm going to do something. If you, any form or any fashion. You know, I was talking to, to Trey the other day, and he's building something. I forgot to ask him what it was. But anyway, I said, I said, well, how's that going? He said, well, I got the farms built. Or I'm almost through the farms. You know? You can't just go out and, and pour concrete. It'll go all over the place. You have your farms. 
I want you to stand to your feet, and if any of you have had something inside of you that is not what God says about you, I want you to come forward. If it's, if it's what you think people think or how you feel like you've been rejected and you're not accepted and you're the, you're the, you're the what they call the outcast, if that's you, and it can be over, it doesn't matter how little, it doesn't matter how big it seems. What matters is that we get it and we deliver it to the Lord and throw it at his feet so that when we stand before him, we have the puzzle pieces put together. God loves you. And I will, I will, I, I'm going to do this because I'm not going to take anything for granted here. But if any of you here have not ever accepted Jesus into your heart, I want you to do that now. He did the hard part. All we have to do is say, Lord, I believe you. I, I confess I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a sinner, but I want to roll it all on you, Lord God. I want to know, I want you to know that I thank you and I believe you and I receive you and I confess you. If that's you, just confess him now. Lord, I thank you that you forgive my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me. You even went to hell for me. You rose again for me and I thank you for it now I ask you Lord come into my heart be my savior be my Lord and that's what it takes say thank you Lord now for all of those that are standing up here it doesn't matter and I mean what I want to say when I say it doesn't matter forget what someone spoken over you whether it was your mom told you you were no good all your life whether others your dad told you you were no good alive whether whether it seemed like mom or dad accepted you or mom or dad wanted you you know uh, you know, uh, some people say when they get pregnant, they were surprised when I got pregnant with Matthew. That was our last one. I was in shock. It, you know, we were done. We had our, had our son and a daughter. But I still loved him. Amen. And you know what? God had a plan. God had a plan. And even he, when you get on the wrong path, God can take you and put you on the right path. So I want to say this to you. Whatever you came up here for, and if anybody did not come up here and you still have something, it would be good if you came up here, but if you didn't, that's between you and God. I say this with all humility. I wasn't a perfect mom. And ever so often... Not that the kids remind me or I think of a scenario or I think of something and then I think, oh my God, I really blew that one, didn't I? Oh, I shouldn't have acted that way. But you know what? I refuse to allow condemnation to come in me. And the only way you're going to do that is to refuse condemnation is get it turned over to the Lord. 
And that goes for daddies. That goes for sons. If you haven't been the best son, you haven't been the best uh, person, the best husband, the best wife, best individual. <laughs> Lift your hands to the Lord. As you unwrap the word of God concerning that that you've been turned over, that piece of puzzle you've been turned over, as it's turned over and the word of God is unwrapped about it, he's going to show you where it fits. He's going to begin to put the places together. He's cleansing you from that. Don't let it bring you down. Don't, don't give up or quit or my puzzle's too hard or... No. Unwrap it. Let, unwrap the word. Let that, that error, that sin, that shortcoming, that feeling of worthiness be flipped over by the word of God. And he does that without condemnation. <clears throat> he does that to tell you you're worthy. You're my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. I forgive you. I forgive you. Now there's another person that you need to forgive. If, they, if someone's, they don't, they treat you like you're nobody's, that happens, right? But that's not the father's place. That's not what he, what he does. But something else you're going to have to do is you're going to have to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself and do not allow others to put that on you. Now, Father God, we thank you. We thank you right now that the piece, of, the piece of the puzzle has been turned over. Lord, we thank you that you have a word. And you have a word for that piece of puzzle, Lord God. Oh, you don't, you don't want it just to be a extra peace, Lord God, you have a special place for that. Now, Father God, as we learn to submit ourselves to you, to submit our wrongdoings, to submit our wrong thoughts, to submit our wrong words, yes, Lord, even those perverse words that say, say things that aren't lined up with your word, what, you, what your word says about us, Lord God. Lord, as we submit those things to you, we repent of them right now in the name of Jesus. We make a quality decision that we choose say I choose to forgive myself and to forgive those that call me unworthy they don't know me my God knows me he knows me he knows the pieces of the puzzle oh my goodness to make us complete in him just praise him. Father, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we exchange. We exchange any unworthiness. We exchange it because we know who's worthy, Lord. And you called each and every one of us worthy, Lord God. Lord, I thank you that you knew each and every one of us before we were even formed in our mama's womb. Lord, we just thank you, Jesus, that we make a quality decision to guard our hearts with all diligence. 
with, to guard our hearts, to guard those boundaries within our life, that we would have the word to penetrate our thoughts and we will say what you tell us to say, Lord God. And it's not just saying it, we're going to meditate on it. We're not only just going to meditate on it, but we're going to be doers of that word, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we have been set free this morning. In the name of Jesus, Lord, just praise him. Just praise him. Just worship him. Just worship him. Just worship him. He loves you. He, he loves you with an un, undeniable love. He loves you more than you could ever possibly know. But, you know, we can tap into it just to know him. Just to know him. You know, I used to have this attitude, to know me is to love me. But, you know, I found out not everybody did. Well, that's okay. Because to know Jesus is to love him. And more, he loves you. He loves you. When you mess up. When you make mistakes. Y'all, oh, uh, oh that, was, that came at a bad timing. I was calling him up here, but, you know. Is this on Yes, yes. It, I love you. I know you. I love you. I'm impressed. That's not what. Now, do you have anything? Yes, there is one thing that I want to say. Uh, the other day, Pastor Zona was mentioning about the prodigal son. I had never saw this before. That fatted calf that he had killed was a fatted calf that he had prepared for that moment. He told the other son, he said, you could have had any fatted calf on this place. You could have went in there and fattened one up and killed it any time you wanted to. That, old, that older son that stayed there. That particular calf was fed out for that moment. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? Yeah, you didn't get that one because it wasn't prepared for you. You follow? So I, I want you to, I, 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 I can't emphasize that enough. It's a picture that Jesus was prepared for the moment. For this moment, right here. For this moment. And so what he wants to do now is he wants you to take, take you out of that three, five, three by five box, expand you, and he wants you to give your heart as if it's an open canvas for him to put it all together. Okay? That's why fellowship with him is the most important thing in your life. Most important. Okay? He's got your finances figured out. He's got your health figured out. He's got your family figured out. He's even got the color of your skin figured out. Okay? You know, sometimes when I'm out there working in the hot sun like it was yesterday and I get redneck, I'm thinking, Lord, why couldn't you make me an olive skin? He says, because I want to keep you in con continuous red color. <laughs> but it, Pastor Zona did a great job, didn't she? Yeah. 
get him up here earlier, huh? <laughs> See the finished product. See it in you. See it in you. See it in you. Now, Father, we just thank you. Just praise him. Lord, we thank you for the work that you're doing on each and every one of us. As we've humbled ourselves before you, Lord God, I thank you that your arms are always open wide to us, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, we just thank you that you, that you love us enough, Lord Jesus. Yes, to tell us when we're missing it. Yes, to tell us when we're off the path. But no matter what, you love us. Now, Lord, I thank you right now. I thank you for what you've done on each and every one of us on the inside of us and what you're going to continue to do. Now, Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. If there be anybody sick physically, we declare their healing right now in the name of Jesus. We come against all manner of sickness or disease. You're not of God. You weren't sent from God, but God is the one. Jesus took stripes on his back that through those stripes we were healed. Father, we thank you for that right now in your precious name. Now, Lord, I thank you. I thank you concerning our health, Lord Jesus. Your word. Give us wisdom, Lord God, to follow what your word says. Give us wisdom to do those things that we're supposed to do so that we can have complete health. Lord, I thank you that you are the deliverer. You're the healer of the broken heart. Lord, we just thank you for that. You are, as we call upon you, the lifter of our heads, Lord Jesus. Oh, I thank you that you've called us worthy. You've called us worthy. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. Oh, that we can say, I am because you are. Lord, we thank you for it. We just give you praise. Now, Father, as we leave this place today, Oh, we do thank you that we have an opportunity, a day set aside to honor our moms or the memories of our moms. Lord, we thank you for that. Now, Lord, we thank you that as we leave this place today, we declare that we're covered from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Side to side in every working part, we're covered with the precious blood of Jesus. Lord, you cause your angels to encamp and protect around us the righteous Lord God. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.